Hey, this is Rob Harder with Making Your World Better, a nonprofit leadership show where real stories from real people who are coming up with real solutions to solve society's biggest challenges. What does it take to be an effective nonprofit leader today? How do people fundraise in an economy that is constantly in flux? How do you relate to board members in a way that inspires them to make a difference? What are the best practices that separate effective nonprofits from others? It is my hope that through these episodes, people can learn not only what it takes to be an effective nonprofit organization, but to hear real stories from real leaders who are successfully making a positive impact in their communities. We hope you enjoy this series as together we hear how they're making their world better. Nonprofit Leadership Podcast, Making Your World Better. Well, today's guest is going to talk all about branding. Now, some of you may think when you hear the word branding, you think, well, branding has nothing to do with the nonprofit sector. That has to do with the for-profit sector. But I believe that is not true at all. In fact, all of us have a brand as nonprofit leaders and as nonprofit organizations. It's just a matter of what kind of brand do you have. In fact, our guests will talk about that a little bit. There is a lot more to branding than even, you know, certainly what I understand sometimes. And my guess is for a lot of you, maybe branding is that topic that's not fully embraced for all kinds of different reasons. It could be budget reasons. It could be just a lack of understanding or this misperception that maybe branding doesn't belong, again, in the nonprofit sector. But if I change the word to communication, I think all of you are like, yes, I want to make sure I'm communicating as well as I can. I want to tell my story the best I can. I want to tell the story of the organization that I'm leading. I want to tell the story of our nonprofit. Communication is something we all connect to. So if we start to think of branding in the idea of communication, all of a sudden I think it starts clicking. And so as you think about that and you listen to this podcast today and you hear what she has to share, I think the idea of branding will become a little bit more alive for you. And so that's enough to say my guest today, Laurel Mintz. She's the CEO of Elevate My Brand, a digital marketing agency. She's not only a business owner, she's also an attorney. She speaks all over the country on the topic of marketing and branding and leadership. In addition to that, she writes a column for Inc. Magazine, which I think many of you have read and are have heard of. Laurel shares a lot of different insights, and she is really good. She, it's obvious she's had a lot of experience. She's worked with major non, national nonprofits, and I think you're going to really enjoy what she has to say about branding and how you can get better at telling your story as you improve the brand of your nonprofit. Enjoy today's show. Well, it's so good to have Laurel Mintz on the show today. Laurel, thanks for calling in from LA today. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. You bet. Well, I know the weather is much better there um, than where we are here in Park City, but the good news is we're here for a podcast and not for the weather. And I'm really, really glad uh, that you're able to share a little bit about all your experience. You've got a tremendous amount of experience. And I want to just jump right into this issue of branding. Uh, branding is so critical for building, I believe, a successful nonprofit. But for many nonprofits, it's a very misunderstood concept. Uh, so maybe start out by talking about that. Talk about what branding is, in your opinion, and why is it so important for nonprofits? profits? Well, branding is really all about putting your best foot forward because with all of the noise that's out there in the universe, not just in nonprofit world, but in the world as a whole, you only get one time to make that first impression. So branding is so critical for that first impression to really capture an audience, again, not just for nonprofit, but for all brands across the world. What a brand really is, though, it's the look, the feel, the energy, the color theory. It's all of the components of what make up um, the logo, the um, way that that's expressed across different platforms. So I think people get confused about what, what branding is, 
Um, a brand, of course, is the logo and then the usage of that. But the branding, I think, has a little bit more breadth to it. It's more the voice of the brand and how it's expressed. And do you think there's a different approach? Uh, say you go to a for-profit on the one hand and then go to a non-for-profit. When it comes to branding, is it the same concepts or do you apply it differently uh, depending on the sector? I think you have to be sector specific, but only in the sense of having to really clearly define the target audience and the voice of brand. And then the brand itself, as you develop it, has to reflect back to that audience. So um, you wouldn't do a, create a nonprofit brand that has, you know, anything that is, you know, has guns or knives or anything like that was kind of not aligned with that particular nonprofit. And maybe that's a bit of an obscure um, example, but I think you get what I'm saying. You have to be really clear and focused on what the nonprofit is doing, and so it has to be the brand has to reflect that. So while I would say the process of developing a brand is very similar, the end result is very different. Well, that's important to know because I think I know there are people in the nonprofit sector that when it comes to this conversation of branding, they feel like, oh, my goodness, that's not that doesn't even apply to nonprofits because that's a for profit uh, principle, if you will. Right. Branding doesn't uh, belong in the nonprofit sector. Um, so maybe if you had somebody, one of your clients that came to you with kind of that mindset of, why are you even talking to me as a nonprofit about branding? How would you address someone's concerns who has that perspective? Well, first of all, I would tell them that that hurts my feelings very much. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, it's so important. <laughs> uh, you know, brand is, again, how you put your best foot forward. And all of these nonprofits are fighting for donor dollars. So it's even more critical, I would say, for a nonprofit to get their branding right. And even more so, I think, in this day and age, because we're fighting for a younger donor dollar as well. You know, the older generation of donors is aging out, and so it's important that nonprofits really focus and target a younger demographic that has more disposable income that can donate to causes that they feel really strongly about. And branding and messaging, social, all of those components together are really what helps to target that younger demographic. So that's really the angle I usually approach when people balk at the um, branding conversation from the nonprofit world. When you bring up a really good point that um, obviously things are changing, generations are changing, and uh, I've heard this from many of my guests uh, on the show, that when it comes to fundraising, now with this next generation coming up, the millennials specifically, that you have to change your fundraising strategy to approach them in a bit different way in order to get the same kind of support. So talk about that a little bit. When you've um, done some branding for other nonprofits, how have you addressed, like, how are you changing people's ways of fundraising in order for their brand to really connect with this new generation? Well, I think the first step is making sure that the, um, the the donor targets are really clearly defined. So one of the first things that we'll do with our nonprofit partners when we're going through the branding process is what we call personification exercises. So creating a hypothesis of who we believe their target audience to be, and that's usually three, four, maybe five different personas, and we actually give them a name, we give them personality, we talk about what their donor habits might be, um, education, all of the uh, demographic and psychographic data points that we believe that audience should be reflected in, and the brand has to reflect that as well. So that's kind of step one. And then one of the smartest things um, new nonprofits or existing nonprofits that are rebranding can do is involve that audience in the process of rebranding. And what I mean by that is crowdsource, get them involved. If you're rebranding and choosing a new color theory and you have three different options, put those out on your social channels and get your audience 
to actually respond, vote, and be a part of the growth and process and evolution of that nonprofit. That's how you create brand evangelists, and that's how you create lifetime donors. I like that. And we're going to touch base on social media in just a bit, and so very, very helpful to know that. Um, now, I got, may get a little nerdy here in terms of uh, separating terms, but uh, I wanted to ask this because I thought you do this, you've done this for many years, this is your uh, main expertise. Um, when it comes to advertising versus marketing, I think a lot of nonprofits maybe focus on what they call advertising, but maybe it's actually marketing after all, or vice versa. So talk about the difference between advertising and marketing. Is one more important than the other? So actually marketing is the umbrella term. So we have this conversation all the time because you're 100% right. Um, people are very confused. They don't know what branding is, marketing, advertising. It's all kind of a muddled mess. So when we describe it, we describe it visually as an umbrella. So think of marketing as the umbrella under which all of these things we've been discussing lie. Um, social media, advertising, PR, events, branding and messaging, research. At the end of the day, the handle of that umbrella is visibility and conversion, whatever that looks like. It could be conversion to your database to grow it. could be actual conversion to um, donor dollars. But the um, overall umbrella is marketing, and the pieces underneath it include the advertising component. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Good. Well, I know then when you work with people, you'll talk about developing a digital strategy for a nonprofit. What are the logistics of this? Break it down for us a little bit. Talk us through what the process would be if you were to meet with us and help us develop an effective digital strategy. So one of the first things we do, uh, we have a very detailed um, EQ or entry questionnaire that allows nonprofits to kind of dump onto the page what they've done to date, what's been successful, and what hasn't. And it also gets them really thinking about all the different components of digital that they may or may not be doing. Then what we do is we take that and we have this process. It's part educational and part creative where we actually lay out on a whiteboard how all these components fit together. So we've got the live event production side, so that's launch events, trade shows, conferences, um, uh, fundraising efforts, galas, things of that nature. And then we have the whole digital circle. And the digital circle incorporates pretty much every other aspect of the brand. So that could be, um, that's your email marketing campaign, that's your social campaign, um, that's your advertising, as we just discussed, um, content marketing, so if you're doing blogs, written or, or vlogs, video. All of those pieces underlie the digital strategy approach, and I think even above that is the overall campaign. So what is the creative concept, what is the message that you're trying to get across um, through these different channels? So we start with explaining what the different channels are, and then we take a step back and we talk about the overarching creative campaign that we think will have impact within those channels. And then what we do is we actually A-B test. And what I mean by that, for those who don't know, is we take what we believe the message and the image to be that people will respond to, and we make little tweaks to it, and we do what's called ad set testing so that we can see, based on the actual click-through rate, how their audience is responding to the creative content that we are driving towards them. So I think what, one of the big issues for nonprofits specifically is that they think that this is still a very amorphous world, when really it's actually digital is so incredibly measurable and trackable. And I would, I, if nothing else, I want those listening to really understand that, because it is such an important tool. So I know I, got, I went a little off topic, but it, I'm so passionate about making sure that nonprofits understand the value of digital. So Laurel, do you think that you could actually do effective fundraising without a solid digital strategy? I, I mean, I would argue no. Obviously, there are different nonprofits that have different donor bases, but 
the thing we hear consistently, Rob, is that nonprofits are their their donor bases are shrinking, and there is way more competition than ever before. And so the answer to that is making sure that you're talking to your audience where they are, and that's 100% online. Now, Laurel, if someone comes to you and says, you know, I'd like to really work on my branding and improve it, and I know I need to improve our branding of our organization, but I have no budget, um, what would you say to that person who feels like they just don't have the budget to improve their branding? Um, well, I think branding and social are two separate conversations. So the brand piece has to come first. We have to be very clear about the targeting, the voice of the brand, and the visual elements. And once that's really defined, then we can talk about social. And honestly, the most important two things I would say for social media is consistency, right? It's, think about it like dating. If you hadn't talked to someone in a year and then you, all of a sudden you were like, hey, let's go out. They'd be like, whoa, I don't know you. Why are you reaching out to me? We have no relationship. So consistency in social, I think, is the number one important um, tool. And then the second one, which is the most challenging, I think, for nonprofits to understand is that it is pay to play. And what I mean by that is organic social growth is really not a thing. And nonprofits think, well, I'm the most important nonprofit in the world. I do such great work. People should just love the brand, know us, and follow us and engage with us on social. Well, Google and Facebook and Instagram, in all of their infinite wisdom and all of their fabulous um, algorithms that we are trying to understand, have made that organic growth incredibly challenging. So I think um, really being clear about the targeting and then also being very clear that there must be an advertising budget for social ads in order to increase um, the following engagement and eventually donor dollars. I think those are the two most critical pieces. Hey everybody, Rob here. I'm so glad you're listening to the Nonprofit Leadership Podcast. My guest today is Laurel Mintz. She's the CEO of Elevate My Brand, a digital marketing agency. And she's not only a business owner, but she's also an attorney. She speaks all over the country on the topic of marketing, branding, and leadership. In addition, she writes a column for Inc. Magazine. Well, my hope is this has been a really helpful podcast to you. And if so, I encourage you to go to iTunes, give us a rating. If you give us a rating, I know this podcast gets to more people. And then also you may be looking for more content, more engaging conversations with really uh, great leaders out there. And you can go to our website for that. You can go to nonprofitleadershippodcast.org and you'll have a whole list of all of our guests. You can just scroll down and find all kinds of interesting topics and interesting leaders. Now back to the show. How is the impact of social media changing the way nonprofits do fundraising on the one hand and also do branding on the other? So it's really all about budget allocation. I think that historically um, hard mail campaigns and galas and these other kinds of um, still relevant uh, approaches to marketing um, were really the focus of most nonprofits. And now I think a majority of the focus needs to be on social. I think there are very few nonprofits that are doing it extremely well. Uh, Baby the Baby might be one that I would note is actually uh, very strong in this space. But even nonprofits like um, uh, what's the American Heart Association, it's, it's really challenging for them to create consistent content, uh, make sure that they're engaging with their audience on social, making sure that there's a tie from their offline activities to their online. So I think that um, smart nonprofits are having a social first perspective. But the challenge with that, Rob, is that most of the board members are, you know, 50s, 60s and above. So it's a very challenging conversation for a lot of nonprofits, especially when you've got these younger digital experts or digital marketing people coming into these nonprofits 
um, who are really excited and passionate about what they do, but they have to, it's a really uphill battle to convince the board, to convince sometimes even the executive directors that this is a direction that must be taken. So I think it's part generational, um, but there is no escaping social media for nonprofits. And as you think about uh, effective nonprofits out there that are doing and using social media well, that have good branding, who comes to mind? Who are the top nonprofits, in your opinion, that are really doing this well? So I think um, organizations like the ALS Foundation that did the Ice Bucket Challenge, I think they've done this extremely right. And I don't know if they got lucky or if that was just uh, the right place, right time, or if this was really um, just I think the, the environment was ready for a movement like that. So I think that those kinds of organizations are doing it right. right? Like I mentioned, Baby to Baby, they've got an amazing um, social following and an amazing uh celebrity following, and that always helps, right? So knowing that you have really committed celebrities that they have their own audience that they can engage, I think that's really important as well. Um, but honestly, there's a, a huge gap in between those that are doing it well and um, the rest of the nonprofit world. There is such a divergence, especially with national nonprofits that have then local chapters. There's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of lack of consistency of the branding and messaging and social engagement. Um, and th- those are the conversations we have every day. But, it's again, it's a top-down issue. They need to be getting sign-on and um, buy-in from the board of directors at a very high level. Well, and as you think about uh, looking forward for nonprofits uh, and you get your crystal ball out, so to speak, what do you foresee are the biggest challenges that are going to be facing nonprofits either in the next year or even the next five years? I think we're seeing a splintering of nonprofits. I think that the generation below me, because I'm a little on the – older side, um, they really are passionate about um, about doing good in the world and making sure that they support brands and nonprofits that do good in the world. So there's a social tie-in even with for-profit brands that the millennial generation is really impassioned about, but they're also taking that and starting their own types of smaller nonprofits. And I think it's pulling focus from some of the larger organizations that already have the right people and plans in place to have more long-term impact. So I think we are currently seeing and will continue to see a splintering within the nonprofit world. I don't have an answer for that, unfortunately, because people get excited and they get on their soapbox, and that's great, but think about how many different nonprofits there are for each cause in the world. That's, I think, the biggest issue and the biggest challenge that we see currently and will continue to see over time. I appreciate your insights on that. And um, and as you think about then just for what you do and you offer branding, obviously, for nonprofit organizations, say someone comes to you and says, I, you know, I really want to do branding. I, I need to I have a better brand for my nonprofit. I just can't afford it. I don't have the budget for it. What is your advice to that person? Well, I think that it's usually a very short-sighted conversation uh, because they are they have to be spending money somewhere, right, to be creating visibility, awareness, and conversion to their donor base. Money has to be spent. We Again, we exist in a pay-to-play. So I would say maybe a reallocation of budget at that point would be um, valuable and wise because if they don't have a brand, then they're starting behind the starting gate already. They're behind the eight ball. So I think that that would probably be the first part of the conversation. Um, the second part, if they're trying to do this kind of on their own, there are a lot of different tools out there that they can use to create um, you know, a great brand. Um, Fiverr is one that's really inexpensive. Uh, I think it's Odesk or, or Upwork. One of them bought the other. I'm not sure. But there are really great tools out there that where you can find great graphic designers that can help uh, at least create the foundation of the brand. 
And then I would just say making sure that you that if you're hiring, if you're not hiring an agency to do that work, make sure you work with a really talented graphic designer who not only is going to create your logo, your logo, but also will give you your brand book so that you understand how to use that logo, the different color theories, how um, you can take that um, and express it across the different channels. What's important about building a brand that way and having a brand book that that really captures the usage um, is that you can then take that and hand it to anyone on your team and they should be able to execute, whether it's an email marketing campaign, a social campaign, a print campaign, whatever that looks like, you have at least strong guidelines so that there's consistency across the usage of the logo and branding um, because that is the piece that we find um, is lacking for a lot of these nonprofits is a lack of consistency. Like you'll see a logo that has a completely different color than the, the core logo of a brand. And the number one reason that donors and consumers in general say no to donating or attending an event is brand confusion. So I think that people are very short-sighted because they think, well, why would I spend X number of dollars to develop a logo? But it's so much more than that. And it's the foundation of the entire rest of the brand. So I think maybe at reallocating budget or at least making sure that you're working with um, a graphic designer who can help build that foundation. That's really key. Great. Excellent. And okay, one last question. When it comes to branding, say an organization is at a place where they really need to either completely overhaul their branding or really greatly improve it. What are some of the signs that would should show either a board member and or an executive director of a nonprofit to say, you know what, your branding is out of touch with what you're trying to accomplish? How would you help someone through that? Well, we as an agency have some really unique and interesting listening tools that we use. And so what we can do is actually overlay the um, uh, the competitor nonprofit. So one of the first conversations we usually have is, who are the other brands that are doing this in the space that you think are doing it really well and why? And what are the brands or the nonprofits, rather, that you feel are competitive directly to you? And then we can actually look at their numbers, their traffic, how much they're spending on their advertising. Yes, we can actually look into that um, and how engaged they are on social. We actually do like a very deep dive brand analysis based on the competitors in the space. So I would say coming to a board member or an executive director with core numbers because that's their language. So we come to them and we say, look, you know, you've told us that year over year, your donor dollars are decreasing by X. You're also telling us that you have these three competitors that are exactly in your same space, and they're picking up steam. Here's a competitive analysis uh, in terms of what they're doing from an advertising standpoint, from a um, live event standpoint, from a social standpoint, and then here's a snapshot of you as the brand. Look at the difference between the two. There's, it's basically like a, a, a digital gap analysis, so to speak. And that is when we get the aha moments from the nonprofits, um, from the higher-ups specifically because we're speaking their language. They already know that their donor dollars are, are decreasing, and they kind of don't know why or how to re-engage that audience. And we give them really clear numbers that showcase what they can do to elevate their brand and continue to pick up market share and donor dollars. Well, Laura, it's obvious that you've done a lot of work with a lot of different organizations, specifically nonprofits. Maybe list a few of the key nonprofits you've worked with. Well, the ones that people would know uh, who are listening, uh, the Center Music Foundation, uh, Susan G. Komen, 
Boy Scouts of America. We're doing, we're working with an amazing organization right now called CAST, which is uh, the largest anti-slavery, anti-human trafficking organization in the country. So we do so much great work with so many amazing organizations, and I'm, I'm happy to promote them a little bit here. Thank you for asking. Well, it's obviously you've got a lot of experience in this, and I'm sure my listeners are going to want to find out a little bit more about you, maybe your organization and what you provide. So if people are listening and they want to find out more about you, where would you send them? Well, of course, our website, elevatemybrand.com. And if you look in the upper left-hand corner, we actually have a free offer. It's seven easy steps to marketing. And it's a really amazing campaign that just allows you to understand um, the different components of marketing if you're not ready to work with us yet. But if you are, of course, email us. Uh, you can email me directly, laurel at elevatemybrand.com. We do consults, uh, uh, free consults to any nonprofit. And we also offer, of course, nonprofit rates because the for-profit work we do allows us to work with some amazing nonprofits that do so much good in the world. Well, it's been so helpful. Again, Laurel Mintz, CEO of Elevate My Brand, has been my guest today. Thank you so much, Laurel, for sharing your insights. You've done this a long time, and I think it's so critical that nonprofits really understand branding and make sure they do it well for the effectiveness of their own nonprofit. So thanks for your time today. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. I wanted to let you know that we are on iTunes. If you are wondering how to find out where we are, check us out on iTunes by typing Nonprofit Leadership Podcast or Rob Harder, and this podcast should show up. We also encourage you, when you go on iTunes, let us know what you think. Give us a review. Give us a rating. We would love to hear what you think of this podcast, and your feedback will help us expand this podcast to get it out to as many people as we can. You can also go online to listen to this podcast, either nonprofitleadershippodcast.org or my website, robharder.com. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, keep making your world better.